everybody, this is Kutima Shasha and I am here starting my new episode called Unusual Godly Encounters. I will repeat, Unusual Godly Encounters. Oh my God, I love him so much. I've got to talk about this. It's something that is so interesting. Um, something that is been playing in my mind for a very long time. And as much as um, anything, these are testimonies. These are things that God has done for me in my life. But it's not the usual things. You know, you can say, oh, um, uh, you know, I got a promotion at work, you know, um, oh, you know, I managed to then get a mortgage for a house. We bought a house. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's encounters or there is encounters you can have with God on a daily basis that you just think, oh, wow, yeah, okay, so no problem. Yeah, that is God. And you can say, oh, guys, I'm here saying, yeah, oh, wow, God has done this for me. Yes, there is those ones. And I have a lot of those ones. But OMG, am I about to tell you about some of them that you will not even believe happened, but actually happened. These were, these are what I call unusual godly encounters. The reason why I'm talking about this is because two weeks ago I, I was in a Sunday service um, with a Prophet Jibben Angel on via Sky956. If you know it, if you got Sky and you're in England, it's five, Sky TV channel 596. Oh yeah, you definitely need to watch that because it's very interesting. Um, you will never go without good learning, good teaching, good mentorship from that channel. It's the best and I recommend it for everyone, literally. I mean, to that point, I recommend it to everybody. So he was talking about different unusual miracles that happened in church. Some I've even been in church, you know, live and I've actually seen and heard people talk about it. Like the lady in Birmingham that said, you know, she had cancer, that she had cancer. She didn't even tell her friends that she had cancer. She was Catholic. There's a story of her. If you want to hear about it, definitely go to the channel. Um, or follow Prophet Jupiter Angel's cha- uh, channel on YouTube. And if you watch all of them, you're going to definitely find that one. You will hear that this woman actually got cured from cancer. And I remember when she came back to tell her testimony, she was all in tears and she was just shocked. Those are unusual encounters with God. Now, I was thinking to myself and I thought, you know how many times have, um, have I had those encounters and I realized that in my life, so many that I've never really talked about. I've kept a secret. I've kept us, you know, it's so dear to my heart because if I even try and tell people, people don't wouldn't believe it. People wouldn't believe some of these things because <laughs> they're just very unusual. It's not something that is usual. I mean, as an example, you know, when a passport is locked away in a safe in a in a place which is secure and you have no access to and uh, and and it just so happened that the person the the, the office gets evacuated uh, 
the stuff gets taken to to someone else's house and then that person and some other things come to that to your house because this person has been evacuated and then it's, stuff is in the boxes and whatever and all sorts but these special documents that mean so much to you that you have been praying and fasting and I'm talking about my one of my elders back there in this country was there praying and fasting with me we were going without food people wondering why I was becoming skinny and skinny I was literally going without food I was on drink I was drinking water I'll probably eat some crackers but I was going with nothing I was debating with God on a daily basis and I was asking him for just one thing and he had to deliver because I knew I was never going to get it I was never going to get what I wanted from the person I was asking from they were never going to give it to me because to them that was their own safety blanket of or, or power hold I should put it that was their power hold so for me to be praying and and talking to God on a daily basis walk taking long walks and talking to God about it and 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 deliberating with him and promising that stuff to him and 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 doing all sorts and like for months I'm not even actually maybe even for years it might have even been for two or three years I was talking to God on a day-to-day basis about this stuff to the point where I became noise to God I became noise to him and then all of a sudden situations just started happening in my life that I didn't even understand you know job you know losing my job uh, losing my 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 you know what I thought you know would at least I've got my own money losing the job uh, getting 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 arrested or even I don't even remember if it was arrested getting picked up by police from work to go and search for something that is not even existent because somebody has said oh the you know this person has got this took this from me and you know or did this with with this and then they've taken me they've walked walked into my office or walked into my work <laughs> god you are amazing walked into my work took me put me in the back of a police car drove to my house went through every drawer everywhere in my house and couldn't find it yeah and then took me to the police station where a friend decided to come and speak to them about what they were doing which was illegal and then i get i get told okay you can leave you can go no arrest no charges nothing you can leave but when i get back to work i get called to the office and get fired to understand because this has distressed my boss and my clients that you've been picked up by police it's never happened to a woman in us in their salon to the point where my boss hated me to the point of she had never seen such life on a person these encounters that I was getting from God were just too much that even my boss couldn't take it. 
she he, she couldn't take it. She couldn't she couldn't take it. And and sometimes I wished I could just say to her, "Oh, you know what, boss? The journey I'm on right now, my life is not my own. The journey I'm on right now, my life is not on my own. God is directing every footstep of my way." to the point where it could actually even affect your business and and affect your clients and the one person who became my really good client like my really good friend not just a client was an ex-cop that i was that i used to do pedicures on she was an ex-cop and she understood what had just happened and when i explained to her what they this police officer had just done to me she understood and she said, oh, you know what, that was uncalled for. They had no right to do that. And she was there trying to help me, you know, say all oh, these, you know, startup cases and taking these people to court and taking the police service to court and whatever. But I was just like, no, I'm not even going to do that because you know what? This is God. He's setting up something. He is setting up something. To the point where even going out to going going out on in, on the town with friends, this woman would follow me everywhere. People could see her following me. They could see her visually, you know. With my friend would tap me and say, "Wait a minute, look. Why is this woman following you? Why is this person following you like this?" And and I I I was just like, I don't think she even knows that she's been used by God himself to put me in a position where all this that I'm going through will change the final word is with God the final say is with God the final doing is going to be with God and he will he will show her who God is he will show her who God is so it was so amazing to watch as a Christian, as a person who was a, not just a Christian, but a person who knew who God is, the God she serves, I knew the God that I was, I was serving. I knew that my job in Bermuda, I didn't just drop on it. I didn't just drop on it. That was another encounter with God to start off with. That was an account, encounter, an unusual encounter with God to start off with. I picked up a, a magazine in the tube in London and just reading through, you know, the, the, the metro, you read the metro as you're traveling through the trains and you leave it on the on the train or you chuck it in the bin as you come out. That's what you do. But guess what? That one day, I just finished my course. I thought, wow, okay, looking through, looking through. And there was SAS recruitment, beauty therapists, uh, we're looking for beauty therapists, qualified beauty therapists. You can work in London, in all the elite places in London, and we can send you overseas for jobs, and uh, and and you can work on cruise ships or or uh, the Caribbean and blah blah blah. And I took a I took a photo with my phone of that advert, and I got home the first time ever. The first time ever I got home. And I, I, I actually looked at the website that was on that advert 
and I thought, oh, you know what? What job? Where? How? Me? I just qualified. What job am I gonna get? Let me just put my CV on. I did my whole online CV. I think it took me like two or three hours to type it in there. I typed it all out, and there it was. Bam! You know, I left it on there. Didn't even go back to check emails or anything. I just thought, oh, you know, I'm not even qualified. The moment they realize I haven't even got the qualifications, they're not gonna even ask me to do this. But no, I was working with another agency. Every other day, I was working in. A, I'd been working in a shop, in a nail shop, ever since I was 16, 2017. I had learned everything to do with nails. It was all on my CV. I'd learned from from my my boss. Then she taught me everything she knew to do with beauty, and she went to beauty school. She taught me everything, and I and I knew everything. And here, going to beauty school myself was just to get my certification. And here, I've put it all on my CV. I worked there, 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 there for this, this, these years, and whatever. And all this, I've put it all on there. And then I forget about it. And for weeks and weeks, because I'm working, my brother's at uni, we kept on missing the phone calls. Come back home and they're all. Yeah, there's been like four missed calls, two missed calls, three missed calls, seven missed calls. And you know what? If they haven't left their voice note, you ain't gonna call them back. Until one day, my brother just happens to be at home, the phone call rings, he picks it up, and it's the agency calling. Oh, hi, this is, um, this is uh, so-and-so. I'm calling from this SAS recruitment. Uh, can I speak to so-and-so? And they're like, oh, my brother's like, oh, could you as a work? I said, oh, well, you know, please let her know that we've called her. We've been trying to get a hold of her for the past few months. Um, we, I think we've got a job that she might like, but we need to speak to her and just confirm everything. And at this time, yeah, this is the joke part. This is what I'm saying, unusual encounters. Guys, guys. <laughs> they, I, I call her back. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good. So, we got we found your job. That suits your CV like to the T. What? I said yeah. The employer we've sent it. We've sent your CV to her, and she is like, she doesn't want anyone else but you. Like, huh? She's like, yep. Nobody else. Just you. That's who she wants. You have every qualifications that she needs. She's looking for a nail technician who's got four years experience under their belt. Who know how to do gel nails, you've got the certificate for it. Who know how to do acrylic nails, you know how to do acrylic nails. Who know how to do nail art, you know how to do nail art. Uh, they're also looking for somebody who has got beauty training because just because you're a nail technician doesn't mean that they don't want you to be doing eyebrows eyebrow tins and all the other stuff because that's just who they are that's who they're looking for they're looking for somebody who's a nail technician but has got also beauty experience and you have that so she was like this lady has been looking for somebody for two years and has not found the right candidate until she saw your CV now that's an unusual godly encounter because 
I would have probably never picked up that magazine if I was not on that train. I would have probably never applied for that job or applied for that with that agency if I just zipped through the metro as I always did and didn't bother to even read. I would have just looked at the pictures, looked at some, you know, news, other news going on and chuck it. And I would never, never got that job. So I knew by the time I went to Bermuda, <laughs> let me just speak it out. By the time I went to Bermuda, my ticket was paid, fully paid. My accommodation for the first month was fully paid. Yeah? And I had an allowance for food. All fully paid. Didn't have to pay a penny out of my pocket. But the funny part was my passport was expiring. So I had to go all the way back to Zimbabwe to renew my passport. And I went all the way back to Zimbabwe to renew my passport. I renewed it and I came back. And the day my visa, which was my work permit, which I had had for almost seven years in the United Kingdom, was expiring on the 1st of April 2001. Because when I came back, they said, oh, are you planning to renew your passport? And I said, no, actually, no, I'm not. I've got a job elsewhere. They said, okay, fine. We're giving you until the 1st of April. That was my exit date. 1st of April, 2021. And I hadn't even spoken to my boss about what day I was leaving, when I was leaving, what time I was leaving, what date she was planning to buy the ticket. She just said, don't worry, everything will be taken care of. I'll sort it. You just have to be at the airport when I tell you go to the airport. So get your stuff already packed because it could be get to the airport in the morning at 8 p.m. I mean at 8 a.m. and you could be in Bermuda by 8 p.m. So just be ready. And that's what I did. The bags I came with from Zim, I didn't bother to unpack them. Everything stayed packed. And I was just like waiting and waiting and she bought the ticket for me to get on the plane on the 1st of April 2000 at 2 p.m. I didn't even tell her that was the day my visa was expiring. Now that is an unusual godly encounter. That is when God has got everything under control and he's working with everything with you. So Back to the story now, we're in Bermuda and all this other stuff has happened and all the other foolishness is happening and I know for full fact that I didn't drop on this job out of the blue, yeah, I didn't drop into Bermuda out of the blue, God sent me there. So as I'm in Bermuda, I'm trying to do whatever I'm doing, at that time I think what the devil was fighting against with me was the fact that you know I was actually working on a calendar for the youth and trying to encourage the youth from just being you know laid back drinking or smoking whatever they were doing and and small and and you know like and fighting and 
every single time there was a fight he went out at night there would always be a fight in the clubs there's always this uh, the shooting was starting or the the shanking was starting and i thought to myself god why did you bring me and and i loved the youth i loved to work with the youth and i used to get along with them so well even the little girls that i used to train i mean that i used to sorry treat like do mani- manicures and nail t- nail nail extensions and stuff on we used to have long conversations and i thought you know what my mission is i want to talk to these young girls and young boys and so i'd gone I'd been given a camera by a friend and I thought okay you know what I'm gonna do a calendar so I went and took a pictures I went and took pictures of all these youngsters that were doing very well with their lives one was working with a, vet, a veterinarian but one was a veterinary uh, assistant one was a DJ in in, uh, in the in the radio radio station um, another was a young man that was amazing at saxophone playing. He was absolutely amazing. Um, and and I think the other one was a chef, an upcoming chef. Um, and a few others that I'd lined up that I was going to see, take pictures of, and I was going to create a calendar for them. Um, a calendar, and that calendar was going to go around the island and all these young kids would be able to look at this other people they have been in school with or have acquainted with that are doing so well with their lives and are pushing hard on their dreams and hopes and ideas uh, they they're working on their talent and things like that and that's what i was working on and that is what the devil fought against because i was just like this is not normal but i knew god's hands would never let me go i was like right in between his palms so all this stuff going on with work and the police picking me up and all this stuff and this woman saying whatever she was saying and and lying about stuff and doing whatever she was doing i was just like whatever i don't even care i know god is in control of this and she will get hers coming god does not lie you know god does not like you doing foolishness with his people like you will get yours coming do not worry and then I just stood on that. And I just stood on that. I'm like, God, you will never shame me. You will never, ever, ever feel ashamed of me. And I'm not ashamed of you. You will never, ever leave me or forsake me. You will never, ever let anybody look at me in any way. Because this body that I have right now is God's body. It's Jesus' temple. And nobody can say nothing about it to anybody and nobody can make me feel anyhow in any way you will deal with them specifically you will and that was my prayer every day I'm like, and then when it came to the part where I just said look I really want to get out of here and that and I was still being fought on that po- on that position the ungodly the, 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 the ungodly had to learn their lessons and they did but the thing that God did for me the encounter that God did for me until today I mean oh I don't even know what to say the shock still rocks my brains until today so this lady or one of the other whatever lady she gets my documents that I really wanted she doesn't come and give them to me personally 
even if she knows that it was illegal to be holding on to them or to be keeping them she keeps them and then she doesn't she she doesn't give them back to me personally she gives them to somebody else and that someone else decides to hide them i didn't even know that that's what that's what the transaction the transaction was that day i had no clue that was the transaction that day the transaction of passing my documents between them two i had no idea that's what they did but um prayer guys god sees everything you do every step you take every words you speak everything you say everything you do he watches and he sees and he knows so the next day i don't know anything i have no idea what's going on second day nothing is even coming to me but i'm still praying and i'm still fasting and every lunchtime i'm i'm taking time out from work and and removing myself from my from my friends and my colleagues because they would eat and stuff but i would go sit in the car and i would drink my water and i'll pray and the following day which i i don't believe i think it was a thursday i think it was a, no it was a wednesday on the wednesday i i go to the bathroom getting ready to go to the car and something said to me go home i mean clearly like an audible voice said to me go home and i thought okay maybe i'll just do my prayers as i drive home and i come back and I even told my supervisor, I said, oh, you know, actually, you know what, I'm going to go home today. Um, she probably thought, oh, thank God she's going to eat, you know, because she was starting to like, she was, there'll be food from conferences and stuff all piled up there. She's like, oh, just eat something, eat something. I'm like, no, I'm okay. So that day I said to her, look, I'm going home, I'm going to just go home for a quick sec. Um, I'll be back soon, yeah? And she said, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm talking about when your brain can't think of anything else and it was like someone is talking to you in your head go home go home go home and in my head i was thinking there's either two things that's going to happen i'm going to get back home and the person my my husband's back that's when i was thinking to myself i thought well this urge of going home yeah it's either pulling me to see something that i shouldn't see that's what it's doing because he's probably back but he probably thinks i'm at work and maybe doing something that he shouldn't be doing so that was my first thought like okay fine i'm just gonna go so i went on guard thinking i just need to go because i don't know what's going on but something uh, this urge is too much i gotta go got home and his truck wasn't parked outside so i'm like oh cool he's not here um so i open the door i will i go i go to my room you know i i thought oh you know what um i'll grab a glass of water from the kitchen and i'll drink the kitchen now was all the way to the other side so i'll pass where you know thingy left thingy was staying in went to the kitchen got my glass of water as i'm walking back to go to my room i audibly hear looking there 
and guys encounters with god i mean it's even bringing tears to my eyes right now encounters with god are very scary because at that moment you've got to make a choice whether you're going to do what he says or you're going to do the opposite and if you do the opposite you suffer the consequences and if you do what he says you get your freedom I was walking past and I heard looking there and I I remember thinking looking there and my eyes went straight to the one drawer and I said hmm okay I walked towards the drawer I opened it and there was a bag in there not a bag but like a plastic bagish kind of thing and I thought it could be money or something so hey the drawer now the drawer is filled with someone's panties and bras so you kind of think to yourself like be doing this or should I not be doing this but something is so heavy on you it's like something is heavy on you won't let you not do it so in my head I just hear open the bag open the bag open the bag I my heart is not was now beating so fast my eyes was were, were tearing up and my whole body was just literally in shakes because I didn't know what to do anymore because I'm like I can't just open someone's back and I'm being told open the bag 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 and I pick up the bag and I open it and as I open it, the first thing I notice is a red passport. And then a green one. And I just fall onto the ground on my knees and I start crying. And I'm crying. And I'm crying and I'm like, God, wow. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm crying, and I'm crying, and I'm bawling. And because I'm in the house alone, I'm screaming. <laughs> and I don't think people even who are walking on the street can hear me or not. I don't care. But I'm screaming. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm screaming, and I'm crying. Because... It's, it had been almost three and a half years since I've, I'd seen the bag that carried my passport and my daughter's passport. It had been three and a half years. Three and a half years. I couldn't leave. I can't even say three and a half years. 
more like two. Yeah, it had been about two and a half years. Because if I say three, no, it wouldn't be three. Because my daughter turned three and then already left. So it was almost two and a half years since I'd seen my passport. Since I'd seen my passport and since I'd seen my daughter's passport visually looking at it holding it touching it feeling it smelling it it had been two and a half years they had been locked up in a safe and i'd been told i can't leave that's what i'd been told to the point where i'd called the high commissioner of police to the point i'd i'd been directed by the high commissioner of police to go overseas to get a visa put on a piece of paper because I didn't have a passport the high commissioner called the passport office the British passport and immigration office all the way in New York and told them that they had to give me my visa on a piece of paper or in a letter, in a document, because my passports had been confiscated or stolen or taken away from me. And I had no access to them. And they were still valid, but the person had was refusing with them. I had traveled with my license and went to LA because the office in New York was closed. The only other appointment they had was all the way in Los Angeles. And thank God he had placed my friend in Ventura where she got a job. And so she said, look, come stay with me in Ventura while she get your stuff sorted. I will, you know, I will see if I can get you, I can get you to wherever you need to get to. And believe me, the first day we went, we, we, we were, we, we got stuck in traffic. She had to come back to work. So I had to rebook the appointment and they were refusing to rebook it until we managed to speak to them and beg them. And I was crying and they had to call the office in new york and the office in new york said yes we didn't know her we've spoken to even the commissioner of police in bermuda and she you need to give her an appointment please i know she missed it the first one but please give her another one and they gave me one to come the next morning early like the first 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 person to come in and I had rented the car all the way to Ventura because my friend was like, I can't drive you because that traffic, I will never get back to work in time. And so I had to rent a car for the first time in, in Los Angeles and drive myself to this place. And I managed to get there and I parked outside the offices. There was no other cars because it was home. I left home like almost six in the morning. Like I was going on a long trip and I got there at around like just after seven 
um, got lost a few times and I parked outside and I remember I called my brother all the way in England and I said to him pray with me that this stuff works that this goes through I said please pray with me and it must have been like so either early early in the morning for him or late late at night I can't even remember all I knew is that he was there and he prayed with me and he said look just as soon as you get in just know that God is in control and I said yeah he is and I got in and I got my stuff sorted my fees are done and I was even given longer than what I was asking for they gave me a multi-entry uh it was more than what I just wanted an entry visa to just be able to transit in between the country to another country and you know they gave me a multi-entry to go in and out whenever I wanted and that's when I knew that was God because I hadn't even paid for that I didn't even put an application for that I spoke to the woman over the window <laughs> my God is amazing guys Can you imagine how that happened? It's not even it's not even something that just happens. It's not even something that's normal. You wouldn't even say like it's normal. That just happens to everyone and anyone. Like that just doesn't happen. But that's my cue to leave. Guys, uh, we will continue with this conversation on the next episode. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, I think it's time to play time over here with the little baby girl who's going a year tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I just hope somebody gets encouraged, guys. God is out there. God is there. And he's visible and he's tangible he's he's he talks you can even hear his audio he he makes you feel his presence around you he is there and if anyone has ever told you that he does not exist it's a lie it's a lie it's a lie just remember that a lie God is very very present at every moment in every day and like I said love you guys mother mrs calling it's Katiwa Shasha on creative MBS saying love you and peace out and enjoy this sunny England and enjoy it whilst it lasts because as you all know it's gonna get cold very soon so enjoy every minute but please stay safe corona is real and corona is there so keep washing your hands keep wearing your masks where it's possible keep it in your bag but stay safe you know if you feel any symptoms anything just take your tests and track it and trace it and stay home and self-isolate and keep others safe get vaccinated and uh, 
speak to you guys soon take care bye